What's up, girls, gays, and bays? Welcome to The Thought Topic, a comedy podcast about surviving your 20s. And honestly, we all really, really could use some help. It's me, Christian, your thought therapist here to help guide you to the best of my thoughty knowledge on all things adulting. So, let's get it, shall we? Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Thought Topic with your host, me, Christian Sanchez. So today I'm so excited to announce our guest, Jenna Kone is here. She is a content creator, she has a background in fashion, she is a fellow New York City thought, um, aka why she is a very, very well-suited guest. <laughs> um, So I want to keep this intro a little short, but today we are talking about Hustling 101. So I actually met Jenna through um, TikTok. Her video came up on my For You page one time during the summer, and then her and I kind of stayed in contact. I reached out to her and I was like, yo, would you want to be on my podcast? I love your content and I feel like it fits well with my brand. And so I feel like we'd have some good things to say. So after discussing some different ideas for um, a topic, we both decided that this was a good option just because we're used to uh, the hustle lifestyle when it comes to balancing social life, work life, um, especially through the lens of pre-COVID and now in our changing world with COVID. So I think it's an interesting um, topic for today, especially if any of you out there are having are struggling to have motivation right now. I know I am kind of I mean, just for a quick little check-in, I'm kind of going through a rough time right now emotionally. Um, I'm exhausted, but doing this episode really helped me find that like internal motivation again to be like, okay, Christian, focus on focus on your dreams. So I hope you all feel that way. So before we get into it, I just want to do a few quick announcements. Don't forget, we did launch our Patreon. So if you want to support the show and help us grow, financially then feel free to subscribe we have different tiers that will give you access to different content you can find the link to the patreon in our instagram bio we have a link tree there also submit your thought tales if you have a thoughty tale story advice or question you would like to submit a link to submit a thought tale will also be in the the link tree listed on the instagram um yeah so that's all I really have for you guys for now. So let's go ahead and get into the episode. Here is Jenna. Hey, everybody. So welcome, Jenna. Hi. Hi. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for doing this. So for quick context, basically, I saw Jenna's TikTok come up on my For You page, and I started following her because she would always post like NYC club reviews and things like that. And I was like, I need to connect with this girl because I feel like we have a similar branding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like I feel like, um, so my whole branding with Thought Topic is like a survival guide for your 20s. Um, And basically just like being like a young professional slash thought in New York. Um, and not that I like immediately got the impression you're a thought, but I was like, oh, you know, this girl seems like she can hang. You know what I mean? Of course. Oh, definitely. Oh, I can hang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We use thought as like a term of empowerment here. Like we're reclaiming the title 
as like being fun and yeah. um, multifaceted. You know what I mean? I do the same thing. I feel that. Yeah. So, so, um, Jenna, why don't you tell everyone about yourself? Introduce yourself. Tell us where you're from, your sign. What do you do? Anything, um, you want the fellow thotties to know about you? Yeah, of course. Um, hi guys. Basically I am a 24, 25. Sorry, my birthday just came up. So 25 (laughs) content creator, um, in New York city. Um, I, am a self-proclaimed club rat, um, <laughs> or I was back before quarantine, you know? Girl, same. <laughs> um, I basically, I'm a Sagittarius, if that's not obvious, you know? Oh my God, <laughs> wait, me too. What day's your Re- birthday? December 1st. Girl, I'm the 20, I'm November 27th. Oh my goodness. I love okay. that. Yeah, that's, that's how I know you were down. Sages are always just like down to do any cool shit, share their wisdom, always trying to like share their knowledge with people. 100%. I was, I'm a down ass bitch. Okay. So like, I'm, I don't know if you cuss around here, but on the channel. But oh yeah. No, say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's what I say. Like I'm down for anything. Um, I'm really always ready to like have a good time. Um, and so I started posting like my club reviews on TikTok early quarantine. That was back when we were thinking what we would have a summer. Um, you know, we thought, right. <laughs> So I started posting some club reviews and then it started taking off. Um, now I've kind of transitioned more into a full, like you said, kind of New York city survival guide, kind of like you. Um, mm-hmm. because you know, I feel like no one's working me in the club for a while. So, you know, I kind of expanded my content into that and yeah, so that's what I'm up to now. Yay. I love that. Honestly, I love this whole like little community of people on TikTok who are like, hey, we're stuck in New York and we can't live our full chaotic lives that we used to live. So um, I don't know, people just like connecting with each other and experience and relating to each other in that way. I think yeah. it's super fun. Like, um, okay, I, I like have made a few friends on TikTok because they're like, hi, <laughs> I just moved here and I need friends. Add me. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> Literally same. And I'm always, I feel like such like dorky talking about it. Cause like, I feel like not everyone's really, you're either into TikTok or you like, are kind of like, you are like shunning it a little bit. So I feel uh-huh. like it's kind of like, yeah, I have friends on TikTok. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah, awkward- yeah totally. Like I, I like TikTok as a platform just because I think it's way mm-hmm. more interesting than like, personally, I like Instagram. Like I'm an Instagram bitch. But I like that TikTok is just like a little bit more creative with the content you can post. Like so many people do how-to videos or they're just an aesthetic TikTok or, I don't know, I feel like it's just in general more, I guess for lack of a better word, artsy, if that makes sense. It's like Tumblr, like Tumblr with videos. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Were you a Tumblr bitch? Were you ever a Tumblr bitch? Oh, 100%. (laughs) (laughs) I literally, I say that all the time now. I'm like, I was a Tumblr bitch, aka why I have a mental illness. Or I was a Tumblr bitch, aka why I'm a TikTok rat, I guess. (laughs) Literally, like, I feel like I had, and they had like the niches and everything. I feel like I was like a part of probably every niche on Tumblr at one point. Mm -hmm. No, same. Tumblr was also, like, how I would watch, like, porn and shit. So, like, when I was, like, a naive little teenager. But not even, like, real porn. Just, like, short little gifs. Yeah. (laughs) So, So, like, that's my... (laughs) Right. And, like, I was... Okay. So, quick tangent. When I was a teenager, I was kind of, like... I was totally wanting to, like, become a thought and, like, be, Mm -hmm. like, sexual, I guess. 
And I had this boyfriend in high school who was like so not, not into that. So I would literally go on Tumblr, Tumblr and like look up like how to give blowjob tips. And oh stuff. my God. Like, <laughs> just like a like, little cringy teenager. I'm like, I think back about it. I'm like, that's so embarrassing. If anyone were to ever see like my search history or the things that I would like save on Tumblr. Um, but anyway, so that's just me being a horny teenager, I guess. No, I feel that. I feel like I was like the opposite in like the worst way. Like I'd be like, one direction you know what i mean like on oh my god (laughs) did you ever read a one direction like fan fiction or whatever all the time i had a wattpad like account oh my god (laughs) it's okay i was never a one directioner but i'm obsessed with harry styles so i i get it you know who was obsessed with him honestly right like first of all i'm here for all the bi kings i've said this on Mm. my podcast before but like literally all of my ex-boyfriends are bi um and so yeah, like Harry Styles is like to a T my type, but I feel like that's how every other woman in a, in the world feels. So well, I love him still. So real quick, where are you from? Have you did you grow up in New York or no? So I was born in Guinea, West Africa, and then my family moved to East Tennessee. Unfortunately, <laughs> oh my god, I, where? Um, so I'm from Johnson City, Tennessee. Like I don't okay. know if you've heard all town. It's like probably about an hour and a half from Knoxville, Tennessee. Okay. Um, so yeah, I grew up in Johnson City. It's really small, like one mall, one movie theater, one high school, like that type of town. And I always just knew, like, I was like that bitch that grew up like doing fashion police on people and watching Gossip Girl. And I just knew like I wanted to be in New York. I was like, I'm going to New York. Like since I was like eight years old, I was like, I'm moving to New York. Like that's it. And then, um, my first year, like right when I graduated high school, I um, wanted to go to LIM in New York. Um, mm-hmm. And it, LIM is like a private school, so it's stupid expensive. And I ended up not being able to go my first year. So I stayed home, like saved up money. And then I went to FIT, which I liked even better because I feel like for one, it's a lot cheaper. For two, um, the name is kind of like a little bit higher. So it kind of just worked out for the best. And now like mm-hmm. all my best friends and people that I'm still close with all go to FIT or they went to FIT and yeah. Oh my God. That's so cool. So I'm also a transplant. I came here from Michigan. Oh um, wow. Yeah. So I moved here in 2018. So I'm like two and a half years in pretty much. I, something I talk about a lot on the show is just, you know, what kind of the transition between like uh, the city lifestyle versus like living anywhere else and not to say I didn't grow up in a city because um the I grew up in Grand Rapids Michigan which is definitely a midwestern city mm-hmm. um it's not a fucking farm like everyone thinks <laughs> I'm from <laughs> so honestly sometimes like when I used to go out to the clubs and meet a ton of people mainly like European men and I would tell mm-hmm. them where I'm from they would be like oh did you like did you grow up with cows and I was like what the oh, fuck <laughs> anyway so yeah I always have to throw in that little disclaimer but um did you feel it seems like because you were always kind of inspired to move here did you feel like I don't know any culture shock at all or were you did you just like fully embrace living here when you moved I honestly like I am fully embraced I think when I first moved like it was crazy too my parents like literally my first year in college my parents literally like couldn't find parking so they kind of just dropped me off and were like peace you know what I mean oh my god (laughs) I feel like being a Sagittarius and just in general I'm a super adaptable person so as soon as I got there it was just like it just felt like home I don't know how to describe it but the city just feels like home you know so I feel like it was easy to kind of I just started 
doing a lot of stuff. Also, I'm from an, I'm like African. So my family was always very sheltered and like very, um, you know, I was just very closed in. So I feel like I came to New York and I was like, yes, I'm ready to like break be free. free my own thing. Yeah. So I was like ready for the city life. Like I was ready oh. to dive. Right. Oh my God. I love that. I kind of, I get what you're saying. Cause like, well, my family is Mexican and like, while my parents are pretty like open-minded and like understanding people, I grew up with like a very like Christian background. And so yeah. I kind of had that experience when I was in college, but I think if I would have moved to New York when I was 18, I would have been just absolute chaos because I was so like chaotic <laughs> at oh, that wow. age, you know, but I, I feel you on the whole like Sagittarius thing. I just feel like it's in our nature to be able to just adapt to our environment. Like that's why we're so malleable, mm -hmm. you know, like it's just easy for us to kind of be thrown into a situation and be like, okay, let's make the best of it, you know? Exactly. Um, and I feel like yeah. a lot of it, it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind, not in a bad way. I still love my family and everything, but it's just like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I, like, why dwell on, you know what I mean? Being like, oh my God, I miss my hometown. Like, you know what I mean? I was just like, I'm here now. So let me just like live in the moment and like enjoy yeah. it. Girl, I feel the same way. Like, I literally, I love my family. Like, I'm super close with all my siblings and shit, but like, I literally can't relate the whole, I've had, I've had like a lot of friends or people I know before be like super homesick while living in the city and i get like during covid that makes more sense because you can't live your normal life right now but a lot of my friends prior to covid i i met so many people who would live here for just like four or five months and then just move away because they're like oh, oh i'm so lonely and shit. and i think that's like part of the struggle and like when you move here from somewhere else you have to just embrace the lifestyle of it because that's definitely when I what I did when I moved here I was like fuck it I'm gonna be a hustler I'm gonna work yeah. my like 50 side jobs yeah so 100% I feel like also like at least in my experience I know like at FIT it's like or even like a lot of schools here I feel like it's harder to make friends than at a traditional school um mm -hmm. I feel like you don't have as many like there's no sororities there's no like you know there's no like tailmating mm -hmm. there's there's no football. There's nothing like that. So I feel like you definitely have to go outside your box a little bit more than you would have to at a regular school or a traditional school to mm -hmm. meet more people and make those friends. And I know a lot of people that I knew, like they just wanted the crate. They craved a regular school in a regular environment. And so, I mean, New York's not for everyone. So totally. So I have a question for you then. What, like, what was your strategy or what's some like good advice you could give about making new friends, especially in like a new city or a new environment or New York, you know, what would be, yeah. what, what did you do? What was your experience? Honestly, like, like we've been saying, like, I would say just put yourself out there. Honestly, the best thing to do is go further than you would, you know, you're not with your hometown, like friends or family. Nobody knows you. You really have to go the extra mile to introduce yourself to people, step outside of your comfort zone and do things you wouldn't normally do. Like I was probably a little bit more shy when I was like in high school and back home. And I feel like when I came here, I was just like, you know what, if someone doesn't want to do this with me, I'll go do it by myself or I'll find someone who's going to do it, you know? And I would, consciously make that effort like for one example one time I really wanted to see Justin Bieber at Madison Square Garden and my oh my god no one wanted to go with me and I literally we had a Facebook group of like our school FIT and like mm -hmm. these random like, were going and I met these random like five girls and I still like know what like I'm still cool with some of them like today you know what I mean but it's just like stepping outside of your comfort zone and be like you know what I'm gonna go whether like the people that are like close to me want to go or not let me find new people that want to go you know and that's how you just make friends Girl, totally. Like, I feel like 
you just have to be willing to say yes to just hanging out with strangers. Mm-hmm. And if it's awkward, you never have to see them again. <laughs> exactly yeah I feel like that was kind of something I did too because a lot of my friends that I made I just would go up to people at work and be like you seem cool let's talk and then I feel like it's easy when you kind of have like a you find one thing to have in common because I feel like correct me if you think differently but I think most of the time if you meet people in an environment like work or I guess at school you already have something in common so you probably have other interests in common as well so for me yeah like for me i'm a makeup bitch aka like i have freelance as a makeup artist a lot and so my side job um back when i first moved here and now i just work for different brands now but i've always um freelance for different beauty brands as a makeup artist or a skincare expert and so i would yeah so i would go to like different retailers and meet different people all the time at my job And so it was easy because I already had the commonality of, oh, we like beauty and we like makeup. So I feel like low-key, if you're into makeup, I'll just get along with you hands down, you know? (laughs) No, I feel that. I think also if anyone's new to the city or like new to a new town, I think it's like corny, but like there's so many Facebook groups of like, like I'm a part of, like I remember when I first moved here, I joined a million Facebook groups like based off the school, but also like the neighborhood, like now even leaving Manhattan and leaving college and going into like finding my own place. I've like joined neighborhood groups that like you can join too, just for like, whether you're looking for furniture or you're looking for friends or cool things to do in the city. Like there's always different ways like that. You can meet people as well. Oh, that's a really good, that's a really good tip. I didn't actually like think of that. I'm in different Facebook groups for like professional networking reasons, but not necessarily just for like meeting people or like seeing like what's going on in my neighborhood. I feel like I would have really enjoyed that when I first moved here. But I mean, fortunately, when I first moved to New York, I moved to Brooklyn Mm -hmm. and my friend that I moved in with had already lived there for a while. So she kind of like showed me the ropes a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's like perfect for anyone, especially if you're moving in with like people you don't know or like don't have a relationship with yet, then it can feel like a little less daunting, you know? Definitely. I love your approach to kind of just saying yes to everything. I'm curious to know, like, what's your approach to balancing work life and social life and things like that? Just because, you know, it seems like you, you're similar to me in the sense where you're kind of a jack of all trades. You have a lot of things going on, you know, you're a content creator. You've also worked in fashion. Um, You're also a club rat. I call, I used to call them club thoughts, but it it means the same thing, you know? Yes. So um, tell me about how you balance all these different aspects of your life. Um, Honestly, I feel like I'm one of those people who like thrive under chaos, if that makes sense. Like I feel like if I have a lot going on, I like am able to do better. If I don't have as much going on, I procrastinate more. I don't know. It's like reverse what it should be, but I just love filling my schedule with a lot of things. But I think also the big biggest part of it is just being able to compartmentalize like different parts of your life and what is important. You know what I mean? Like what's the most important? What's this? What's that? You know? And I feel like, especially being in New York, it's something that you really have to push yourself to do. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I give a big credit. I keep calling my my college days, but like I give a big credit to going to a fashion school like FIT because I feel like there was so much that you had to do, like getting an internship and having a job. And like, you just learn to like, just learn how to like put everything in a different box. You know what I mean? And like, just go with it. And that's basically what I was able to do and how I've been able to maintain time. Cause when I was busy at school, it's like, I would have school all day. So that's why I'd be like, well, 
I've been so busy all day. I need to go to the club. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, I, literally. <laughs> like, I gotta, like, have some fun or have some time for myself. So it's always making sure you have, you get what you need to get done, but always make sure to have that time for yourself, especially in a city like New York, where you have to probably work a lot of different jobs. Like, we talked about, like, different odd jobs, you know? So you're always gonna have to have something additional to what you're doing you know it's very rare that a lot of people can just do like this one thing that they love to do in New York City like usually you're gonna have to hustle at some point while you live here Mm -hmm. especially like if you move here young like kind of how we did I have a question for you if this isn't like too personal but what's your like ultimate dream job or like dream career so I have like two I think like growing up I've always wanted to be in entertainment um so yes to get into like acting and things like that but I think now as I've gotten older too I've also really loved content creation so like I mean I do it now kind of like as a like on the side too but I would love for it to like you know drop the odd jobs and like the other jobs on the side like eventually like a full-time you know content creator so type thing yeah definitely so that would be the goal like knock on wood end of this year manifesting it girl yes (laughs) so that's the goal Okay. I, I kind of like assume so just because I feel like your presence online is just so natural. You're easy to relate to. And I think that people value that in like influencers and shit. No, uh, totally. I'm here to gas you up, girl. Like you're a guest on my show. Like that is, that is what I'm here to do. And you know, like I also work in entertainment, like I'm an actor and like through the podcast is through my lens of like content creation that I kind of just do for myself and for fun. But I think I'm sure you feel this way as someone who's multi-talented trying to do it all can seem like overwhelming sometimes because I'm like well I'm an actor but I also do makeup and I also like to podcast and I'm also I'm also into comedy so I feel like like, (laughs) what do you say and we're like the same person we are the same girl I'm telling you I have like a psychic sense I just like (laughs) saw your fucking TikToks and I was like we are the same person we need to connect but anyway No, I, like, I feel like in our culture, like in American culture or whatever, we're kind of just pushed into boxes where you have to Mm -hmm. be good at one thing. It has to be, you have to be an expert in one, in one field, right? And Mm -hmm. I think also as women, not to get like too, too like political, but I think as women, sometimes we're told like we can't do it all, especially like if we desire to have like a romantic partner or a family and shit one day, like you can't be multifaceted right and so Mm. I think that's like what's exciting and why I have been so interested in bringing different people on my show like you or some of my other friends that I've had on as guests because it's just showing different examples of different people out here really trying to make their dreams and shit happen um and showing that like you don't have to just stick in one lane because it all relates to each other like I know some people who have gotten acting opportunities from making TikToks you know what I mean yeah, and I'm like low key ready for that to happen to me. So I've been on more on my TikTok game recently. But <laughs> good. You know what? Yeah, but do you know what I mean? Like I just think I don't know, we're I think our culture is shifting a little bit where you can kind of do it all and it's more available to you or accessible to you. Oh, 100%. I think also, which I talked about this with my roommates like a couple days ago, but I feel like there was always kind of a stigma of like your online presence versus your professional presence. And I feel like that's one thing that kind of like has held a lot of people back. I know even for me, like 
in terms of like, you know what I mean? Like when you go into the professional world, you're like, oh, you, we were taught as kids, oh, be careful what you put online or like, be careful. You know what I mean? So I feel like it kind of hindered people from seeking those other outlets and being like, cause I know even for me, I was like, oh my God, I want to post this, but like, what would a job think? You know, what would this person think? You know what I mean? I feel like we were always more cautious. And I think now like with our generation and the younger generation, we're kind of like, you can like separate your professional life and also your online life. You know what I mean? Like if you're creating content, mm-hmm. like having a glass of wine on TikTok, it doesn't have to be like a big deal in the office. You know what I mean? Girl. Yes. Okay. I mean, let me, I mean, just to be honest with you, when I started a podcast called the thought topic, I was like, okay, well I run the risk of starting a show that's primarily about sex and dating where I curse and like, give a very open and honest version of myself who and who I feel I truly am Mm -hmm. um, in a public platform. And I think that, you know, that was something I definitely thought about. But I think the realty is anyone that I want to work with in the future, regardless if it's like a performing opportunity, uh, like film acting opportunity, whatever it may be, I found that I value more people who are going to know the real version of myself instead of this fake, like presentational professional version. Right. Because like, you know, in a business meeting, I'm not going to walk in and be like, what the fuck is up everybody. (laughs) But like we're creative people. And I feel like when you work in entertainment or creative space, people want to see the real version of you. And, you know, I just think that that's important to just be transparent and not to like have this filtered, presentational version of yourself regardless if it's I don't know if I mean I guess it depends on your career field like if you're an elementary school teacher versus like working in the fashion industry I'm sure it matters more then um but as far as people like us we see our careers in like such a bigger larger scope where we want to be in control of um our narrative and what the kind of work that we're doing so it makes sense to put part of a part of ourselves in it you know what I mean yeah, I agree. I have another question for you. What is the biggest misconception you think people have about living in New York? Honestly, it's the glitz and the glamour. And honestly, even as like a creator on TikTok, I try my best not to contribute to that as much as I can sometimes. But I feel like seeing, even when I watch people's TikToks, like I saw like one, like a realistic, like, you know, like a day alone in New York City, like seeing sometimes it gets over glamorized to a point that is so unrealistic. Mm-hmm. And I think people think, oh, you're going to come to New York and it's going to be like fashion and it's going to be like parties and fun. And yeah, you can have all of that. You can, but it's also going to be you crying on the subway. <laughs> I mean, it's also going to be like you watching a homeless person probably like shit on the side of the street. You know what I mean? It's also going to be like all of these things that like you will be like, what the hell did I get myself into? You know what I mean? Yes. And it's like, People like romanticize New York City so much. And honestly, I love it. It's my first love. But still, there's been days that like, I'm miserable here too. You know what I mean? And I think that's one thing people need to understand. Like, yes, moving to New York City is possible and it is great, but you really got to know that it's, it's really hard. Yeah, totally. I mean, okay, my first week in New York when I moved here in 2018, I remember I was going to go interview for like a nanny job or whatever. So I, and I had to wake up mad early. So I was walking down the steps of the subway at 7am and I make eye contact with this man and I look down and he's like completely naked and like jerking off. And I'm like, I love the (laughs) ambiance and dude. And then 
when I got off the subway and started walking to this family's apartment where I was going to be interviewed to be their nanny, literally a pigeon shit on me, like on my way there. And oh my goodness, I feel like because we started from the bottom, we had nowhere else to go but up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I feel you though. I feel like, I feel like I moved here with the mindset of, I know I'm going to have to work hard. So it didn't feel like too much of a culture shock for me personally, mm-hmm. but I think you're right. Especially on TikTok, where you see all these people being like, Oh yeah, I do nothing but like brunch all day and right. get my nails done. I'm like, who is paying for this? Like Literally. who is paying for your life? <laughs> and can they pay for mine? Because I would like to get my nails done every two weeks. Literally their apartments will be like, floor to ceiling windows like looking the empire state building i'm like and they're like our age you know what i mean I'm like how yeah. are you in your early to mid 20s and living like this you know like if you have a sugar daddy just send me his number please very good like just say that like if he's got friends like <laughs> as someone who is such a hustler and such like a go fast paced person like my like myself included um, you know, prior to COVID, we were living this life where, you know, you work all day and then you go party at clubs all night or whatever, you know, so a really fast paced lifestyle. How has that changed for you since COVID happened? I mean, I don't like to spend too much time doling on COVID, but how do you find yourself like occupi- occupying your time now? Yeah. Especially, like when it comes to fun and like doing things and still being like a present, like New Yorker. Honestly, it's been like, a 180 and it was really hard in the beginning I think because especially like my old place I didn't have like any outdoor like access really so it was mm-hmm. kind of pressing I think in the beginning it was like you know just going from doing things all the time to like sitting in your apartment and then that was when the bodegas were even closed like nothing was open so it was been really hard but I think that early adjustment period kind of helped to help me figure out what else I can do. So me and my roommates started like we at that, that was early quarantine. We were like working out and stuff. And I'm just like trying to figure out things to do. Like on my days off when I'm like not working, I'm like, okay, well the other day my roommates walked to a plant store down the street. You know, it's like just find (laughs) things to do that will still make you like happy and get out of the house a little bit. Cause I do think that's important. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but it's like, it's definitely been a huge adjustment because I feel like my um, steps would go from like 10K steps a day to now like 300. You know what I mean? No, totally. This, I literally don't even look at my steps taken in a day anymore because it makes me sad. Um, <laughs> but like on this day last year, you watched, this day last year, you walked 10K steps and now you're walking zero, you lazy bitch. I'm like, okay, literally. iPhone, come for, my, come for my neck then, fine. Literally, um, I have an Apple watch now and it's like, you should stand, you know? I'm like, yeah, drag me. Right. Like you're telling me to get out of bed. Like I get it. But, um, no, I feel, I feel the same way because I feel like prior to COVID I was such like a go, go, go person. And now I imagine like living my life again, like post COVID, like when clubs and shit opened back up and thinking like, how the fuck, like, I would never be able to do that now because I think it's made me become a little bit more of a homebody. Like I like Mm -hmm. just my chill time at home as opposed to just like, you know, not sleeping for three days. (laughs) No, I don't, I can't even, literally, I'll just go into the city, like to go grocery shopping and I come home and I'm exhausted. I'm like, how did I like go to work? go to dinner, go out, like do all this stuff and still function. Totally. Like I know for me, I remember there was one day 
it was like a week or two before like kind of COVID started shutting things down. I, there was one Friday where I had to wake up at like six in the morning and I had an audition, a singing audition. Um, and so I like got up, I like worked out, uh, warmed my voice up and then I went to the audition (laughs) and then I, uh, went home, grabbed my work shit, went back out, went to work in Manhattan for like eight hours, then went and met up with my friend. We saw a Broadway show that night, then went wow. back home, changed, and then went out to the club and then didn't come home until 8 a.m. the next morning. Oh, God. <laughs> like, that's what I mean. Like, I, and then I think about doing that now and I'm like, that's fucking psychotic. Like, what the fuck was wrong with me? How did I have the energy to do that? You know what I mean? And I'm not old. I'm only 24. Yeah, no, I feel that. I literally, like, have a similar, like, there was one time, I remember I, I used to work, well, like, I mean, I still do, but, like, in the office, I would work nine to five, and so, you know, coming from Brooklyn, I had to leave my house, get up at seven, leave my house at eight, you know, I would work till five, I think my friend went to a happy hour, I went to, like, an event, um, it was, like, my friend was having an event for, like, uh, vibrators and shit like that, so I went to an event. Love that, tell her to sponsor me, anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I'll tell her, but, like, um, went to that event, and then I met up with a guy, went on a date, and then got home at, like, I don't even know, like, 1 a.m., I'm, like, how did I do that many things in one day? And the next day I probably was doing the same thing. You know what I mean? I'm like, now I'm like, exactly doing that. Right. I'm like, I'm going to need at least a six hour nap period. Yeah. It's funny because I thought I thought it was a wild child in college. And I thought that was going to be like the peak um, point of my wildness. And then when I moved to the city, I felt like because everyone else was like a little bit more casual about their partying habits, I also started to feel that way. Like, I feel like I would stay out until that late. Like, you know, till pretty much the next morning of the next day. And I'd be like, oh yeah, that's normal. That's just what people do. (laughs) And then go to brunch. (laughs) And I go to brunch. Like, it's fine. I kind of want to switch gears a little bit and get into some, um, some like thoughtier type content. So I want to, I want to ask you about your experience dating in the city. Well, are you, are you currently dating? Are you single? What's your relationship stat? (laughs) I'm dating. Um, but I'm like, it's like light. You know what I mean? Like I'm dating, but I'm not dating. If that makes sense, you know what I mean? Right. The story of like every like fucking New Yorker's life. <laughs> They're like, I'm kind of dating, aka like I'm dating people, but I'm not interested. I'm just kidding. That's a, that's a what I mean when I say that. But it's like, but it's like you're also like your options are open. Yes, totally. Um. Okay. So, how would you say dating was in the city? pre-COVID versus now, um, what are like the kind of, what's your type? Like, what are the kind of people you go for typically? So pre-COVID, oh my God, like I was a serial dater. Okay. (gasps) Oh no. (laughs) My roommate at like, at the time actually had a running like, um, like race of who could get the most dates. (laughs) And like, we would be like going on dates. I would be going on a date like probably like one to two times a week but I was going on dates like every week at least like I I just love dating I think also like I just love first dates I think it's so much fun and so I would date all the time um and I had a few things that were like a little bit more serious and then like fizzled out but now I think with COVID it's been so hard for one because I don't want to like waste my time for one for mm-hmm. two I get COVID you know what I mean from like a random guy, especially because it's colder. I feel like in the summertime, it was a little bit easier. You could go to the park with someone or you could do things that were a little bit more socially distant. Whereas now it's like, 
you're probably going to be like in a restaurant that's outdoor slash indoor dining, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or at their house, you know? So it's been a lot harder definitely to meet people. And I think also it's like, you have to pose that question like, oh, so like, are you safe? Are you being COVID safe? (laughs) You know what I mean? Who knows how many other people he's seeing and like how many other people that he might be with that aren't safe, you know? So it's been I was gonna say, like, one of my friends, like, we were, like, going through her hinge the other night, and she was just, we were, like, laughing about people who, like, men who would put in their dating profiles, like, oh, I'm vaccinated, which, like, (laughs) which is great. I just think it's funny that that's, like, becoming the norm. They're like, oh, don't worry, I'm, I'm safe. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I like to say. Like, kudos to them. Right. I just... You know, it's funny because I think that the way people are now approach dating, like, because you don't have the instant gratification of, like, meeting someone and then just, like, hooking up and then just being like, okay, next. I noticed for myself and for other people, just people taking more time to get to know someone and actually get a good sense of who they are before just, like, trying to, like, jump the gun, I guess. Does that make sense? And I feel like guys are more willing to, like, do those outside things. I feel like when I would meet people on dating apps before COVID, it would be like, okay, you talk for a little bit, and then it's like, boom, like, let's go on a date. But let's now go it's to like, drink, let's go to dinner, you know. Right. Now it's like, let's FaceTime. And I'm like, yeah, okay, like, let me get to know you first. Like, let me call me, you know. Like, whereas before, I don't think they were doing that. They were mostly just like, okay, let's meet, you know. Yeah, I feel the same way because I feel like – Honestly, I feel like that's something I'm going to adapt or adopt and keep into my dating life moving forward where I FaceTime someone and like pre-screen them before I decide to actually meet up with them. Prior to COVID, I would always have this fear of if I met someone off a dating app or something that I would meet up with them in person and hate them and then not want to do it and like not want to waste my time again because I'm like, I'm so busy. My time is, I I really only want to hang out with you if I know I'm going to have a good time with you. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. No, I feel that. I'm definitely going to adopt this, like, as well, because I'm, like, for one, also that, and then also I'm, like, what if they don't look like their dating profile? You know what I mean? Girl, I, (laughs) I was catfished hardcore with a guy one time from Hinge, and so I totally feel you on that, and I think that's part of the reason why I have that mentality, like, I want to pre-screen you before I meet you in person. (laughs) As you should. You know, I would, I honestly should have called fucking Neve or whatever his name is from the <laughs> MTV. <laughs> um, okay, so w- prior to COVID, would you meet people more just out? Or would you meet people more on dating apps? Did you feel like it was 50-50? Oh my God, it was 100% dating apps. <laughs> oh, really? Those people who just like meet people like out, I don't know how they do it. Because I feel like I've never, I don't, yeah, I, I don't think, for one, I was also going to FIT, which is like an all-girls school, but I mean, if there's uh, guys, yeah. okay. Um, I have a few friends that go there, so shout out, I get it. <laughs> um, but like, and the straight guys that went to FIT, I feel like every girl knew like their name, number, social security, you know what I mean? Like you knew everything about those straight guys because you were like, there's so few of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like it was mostly like meeting guys on dating apps or meeting them in the club, which never ends well. <laughs> See, that was my problem. I would always meet guys in the club and then I'm like, wow, why are they terrible people? (laughs) I know I have like previewed your TikToks a little bit, but what would you say your favorite club was or like your favorite place to like meet men, I guess, like when you would go out? I guess prior to COVID. (laughs) My favorite club was PhD Downtown. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
literally there was a period of time that me and my one of my best friends lived there like i mean like lived there like we were there like every single like almost every night like and honestly i liked it because a lot of the guys there had a little bit of money okay so yeah and it wasn't too crazy there so you could actually you know sit and talk to someone Oh, 100%. You could actually talk to them. They were always a good time, too, I feel like. And they were also always cute. I feel like there were some clubs I liked, but the guys were ugly. But, like, I feel like yes. PhD, they were, cute. they were always, like, in their careers, which I like when a guy is, like, a little bit established, you know? Um, so, but they were always douchebags. So, let's just say that. <laughs> so, like, pros and cons, you know? Yeah. Um, if that's the case, I've definitely probably run into you at PhD before because I also used to go to PhD all the time. Like, that's always where you would start out, right? At least for me, like, I'm like, PhD will hit at least, like, once tonight and then we'll, like, go other places too. Well, but yeah. When I, when I first became a club rat, that was, like, the first, one of the first clubs I would, like, go to and loved going to. Plus, they give you food too when you go with a promoter. So I was down for um, a little snackage. But... <laughs> Um, I also went through a phase where I used to like date promoters and it was just so chaotic. And when I say date, I mean like they thought we were dating and I was just kind of like, yeah, sure. Whatever you, whatever you want. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, sure. We're dating. Like, okay. And in reality, that's not what's happening. But, um, A a lot of promoters, I was like best friends with promoters, but I was like, I just was always like. I already know what you guys are about. I know your game. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, so. and part of it, part of it is why I was into them because prior to COVID, I was hard in my hardcore like single girl phase where I was like, mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm gonna just hook up with whoever I want to. I'm gonna date whoever I want to. Yeah. And uh, I guess like I had also just like gotten out of a really I I ended a serious relationship in 2019, and so I was hardcore just being single, right? And so I felt like it was just easier for me to, I don't know, really embrace like that New York City lifestyle and that like yeah. fantasized idea of being like Samantha from Sex in the City. Oh, I love and, that. Yeah, like, and just like, I don't know, I just, I wanted to like go to nice places and like nice restaurants, but I couldn't afford to go to them. So I would just, if a rich guy from PhD asked me out on a date, uh, out on a date, I would be like, okay, sure. <laughs> Of course, yeah. You know? That's uh, how it, That's literally how I got through college is literally, for one, going out with promoters for free. <laughs> yes. Going out with guys from PhD. <laughs> okay, thought tip for anyone listening. If you are starving and you can't afford groceries or you don't get paid until next week or that unemployment check hasn't hit yet, um, just go on Hinge and start swiping and see if you can, like, get some – I mean – depending on how COVID safe you want to be, but definitely pre-COVID and post-COVID, if you need a free meal, literally just match with someone on Hinge and go get dinner for free. And if you don't like them, take it to go. (laughs) Always go out with a promoter and go to a promoter dinner. Those are things that I miss, (laughs) the promoter dinners. Before they shut down indoor dining again in the city, I went to one promoter dinner um, because uh, I had a promoter friend who had started hosting at a restaurant, which I was like, I love how all the promoters have to move to hosting at restaurants now since clubs aren't open. <laughs> and it was actually really nice because they had like private rooms in the restaurant. So you could just like go eat and you didn't have to be around other people. Oh, wow. um, yeah. But it was so nice. Cause I was like, Oh, this reminds me of the good old days when I used to have free dinner at Sunday on Sundays, every week at Lavo. 
Oh, RIP. <laughs> Did you always have like a good experience clubbing in the city? Did you have any like bad experiences? I'm curious to see what yours is because I've had some good and bad, but I, you know, I, from one club thought to another, like what was your experience kind of like going out in the city and stuff? In like in that kind of nightlife scene. I would say like 80% of the time I had good experiences, but there was always times that like shit popped off, you know, like it was usually like times when like, you know, there's always like some friends that you like, you can't go out with too much because they're always going to get like trashed, like belligerent. So like, it'd be like nights like that. I think there was one night that my friend, literally, <laughs> uh, my friend at the time, literally peed inside the corner at phd and it was <laughs> they literally threw her out and i was like i don't know her <laughs> wait what what how did that happen like was she just so drunk she peed in the corner also yeah. the corner. <laughs> I, guess was, I you know the bathrooms at phd are always so long too so the yes. line is so long so i guess she just like found a hallway and like did her thing but like things like that oh my god it was so embarrassing i was like i don't know her <laughs> oh my but, god yeah, that was one bad experience. Um, otherwise, like, oh, like, other bad experiences were just, I guess, immature experiences, like, you know, meeting a guy and, like, his friends and going home with them, you know, things like that was not the best. Like, now looking back, I'm like, oh, my God, why why did you and your friends do those kinds of things? But <laughs> fun at the time, you know, we lived to tell the tale, so. <laughs> I think that's the most important part, too. Like, I... Okay, so first of all, I totally relate to you on the like bringing like a friend who gets too fucked up because I have this one friend who literally almost got us kicked out of uh, Marquee one night, which is another like popular club. And <laughs> it was because she was like wasted. I love I love her dearly. She's one of my good friends from college. And she was wasted and we go to Marquee and our friend who's a promoter was like, hey, do you guys want to go to my client's table? Like he um, is spending lots of money or whatever. And we were like, yeah, sure. Right. So we go with him to this guy's table and the guy whose table it was started kind of hitting on me. And I was just kind of trying to play along with it because I was trying to see if I could finesse like some free drinks from him. And <laughs> my friend thought that he was hitting on me and that I didn't want him to talk to me. And so she goes up to him and like taps him on the shoulder and she goes, why the fuck are you talking to my girlfriend? And I was like, oh. girl, Because <laughs> she was like, oh, don't worry. Don't worry, sis. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to get this guy away from you. And I was like, no, stop. He's the client. And she's like, get the fuck away from my girlfriend. And fully just started cussing this man out. And he was like, who the fuck are you? Like, why are you yelling at me at my table? And then he called oh. the bouncers over to like, to like throw her out. And I like had to stop the bouncer. And I was like, no, dude, I'm sorry. My friend's just drunk. We'll leave. Just please don't throw her out. Like, let us, let us excuse ourselves, please. <laughs> oh my goodness. I will say one good thing about like the club life. And if anyone's trying to be a club rat in New York city, go with the flow and just like embrace like things that happen. I remember one night, one of the crazier nights, this was when I was first going out and like some of my friends had ID. Some of them didn't, you know, this was like early on. Right. Which into Tao and two of us got in two of us didn't so me and my other friend she didn't have an id and they wouldn't let her in and so we stayed back and we were texting my other two friends who went in the club and they were like yeah they're, they were having time of their lives so they were like you know getting back to us slowly but we we're like guys come on <laughs> you know no, totally 
so we go way into, we go way in PhD, um, and just like wait for them. Cause it was cold. It was like winter time and we were wearing club dresses, obviously. And right. these random guys walk up to us who were staying at the dream and they come to us down to us and they're like, Hey, you guys want to go to Soho house? And we're like, we didn't even know what that was. We were like, yeah, I was just like, yeah, sure. You know, like it's, it's something, okay. you know, we're not like mm-hmm. go home. We're already, we already look too good to go home. So we get our other friends from Tao and we all like go to Soho house with these guys. And like, it was like probably one of the craziest nights I've had in New York. Cause it was just like such a good time. Um, if you guys don't know what Soho house is, it's pretty much like a, a clubhouse for celebrities and socialites, like, you know, Justin Love Bieber, it. Leonardo DiCaprio, like, just big celebrities will go there you're not allowed to like take your phone in and like take pictures and stuff but it was a good time and they were just buying us drinks and then we went back to like their hotel and hung out and it was just like a crazy night but it was like one of those nights that when you don't know how it's gonna go it ends up being one of the best you know totally damn yeah I think that's like the most fun part too it's just like being it's, it's what we were talking about earlier, you know, just yes and I'm down for anything. Like, I think that's the best way to just experience the city and just embrace the the lifestyle of living here is just being willing to say yes and go go with it, you know? Exactly. Uh, lastly, before we do our other two segments of the show, I just want to ask you, what's your go-to like thought tip when it comes to dating in the city, whether I guess, I guess online or in person, um, just in the context of now with COVID, what's, what's some dating advice you would give people, um, who are kind of, who are a little lonely, Uh, either looking to thought or looking to be in a relationship? (laughs) Well, I guess one piece of advice I would have is know what you want and know, like, know what you want actually. You know what I mean? I feel like right now being in quarantine it's easy to get lonely and stuff and you can accept a lot but like know what you want going into it and don't accept any less than that you know if you know you have certain expectations like keep those expectations i think i saw something that said like um don't like basically don't wait for them to rise to your expectations like you're just gonna have to know what you want and if they don't meet that then cut cut it off like that's it you know what I mean I feel like in my experience I've always learned the hard way <laughs> so girl yes so <laughs> like whether it's COVID or not you don't need a quarantine bay that bad like you know what I you mean? really don't y'all take it from me <laughs> <laughs> like so stick with stick with your guns if you have certain standards like don't lower them for anybody especially not now yeah I think if anything that this time has taught us is that like our time is valuable and mm-hmm. so we don't need to feel like, oh, we ha- I need to fill my time so I don't feel lonely and that, you know, maybe I should just lower my expectations because that never ends up going the way you actually want it to. You end up just like being even more disappointed. And then now you have like a, an investment in someone yeah. that just was going to disappoint you from the start. So I think it's always best to just like when you set expectations or boundaries just to commit to that, you know? 100%. Yeah. Like I feel like, um, like I said, back before COVID, I was a serial dater. And I think if anything, this time has taught me like how to be alone and like how to be comfortable yes. being alone by myself all the time. You know what I mean? Cause I feel like with COVID I've just been, you know, it's just me, just me and myself and I, so it's been really nice to like figure out what I want and like what I want moving forward. And I think that's the best thing. So if you are feeling lonely out there. You know what I mean? Just get to know yourself and reconnect with yourself and make sure whoever you end up with next reaches those standards. So 
for our last segment, we're going to do thought anthem of the week. This is my favorite segment to do. So a thought anthem can be many things. It's, you know, it can be a song that makes you feel sexy. It's a song that you listen to when you're getting ready to go out. It's a, it's a song you'll listen to at a dick appointment, things like that, you know? So what is your thought anthem? Okay. So I thought like, for a couple seconds about this um but i already know this is like my ultimate song when i go to the club if this song's on i'm going crazy um but okay so it's called you know uh come get her have you heard that song it's like yeah it's like dancing like a stripper basically yes. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> who the artist is i like i'm blanking but oh my god that- i'm gonna look it up real quick i think it is it jeremiah i Hold think on, so wait. Somebody come get her. She's dancing like a stripper. Yes. Oh, it's Ray Shmurda. Yeah, it is. Okay, I just looked it up on Spotify. So yes. Anyway, um, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Keep going. <laughs> That's like my ultimate. Like, if I'm going out to the club, if I'm if I'm the pregame, which I like is one of my favorite parts. When I'm at the pregame, like that is my song. Yes. Oh, I love it. That is such a classic song too. When I um, I feel like if you were in college between the years of like 2011 to like 2016 um that is that song just invokes a like thought behavior or like thoughty (laughs) element that you're just like i i am dancing like a stripper there was um there's a a club i used to go to when i was in college in my college town that had cages on the dance floor that like oh my go dancing and literally every time that song would come on everyone would like run to the cages to like literally dance like a stripper in them and i was just like and i i also did that but (laughs) it's just i think back about it now and just cringe so hard so that that song does leave me with a little ptsd from that but I fully agree with you. It is fully a true thought anthem. It really is. That's like, um, it reminds me of the days I used to dance on the tables at McFadden. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. <laughs> this was super fun. I hope that um, the fellow thoughties got some good insight from you, especially, you know, as a pre-COVID um, club rat slash content creator slash professional New Yorker. So it right now I want you to go ahead and plug your social media promote anything you want to promote um real quick before we wrap up yeah of course so um you can find me on tiktok my tiktok is jenny Kone, um as well as on instagram um on my tiktok i'll be promoting anything um realistic towards new york city um recommendations and sometimes i go on rants so check me out jenny Kone um on all socials jenny Kone, we love it oh, thank you so <laughs> much okay guys so be sure you follow her if you want any new york city recommendations Seriously, go follow her TikTok. She le- she does a lot of reviews, a lot of recommendations, a realistic perspective of New York City. So thank you for being a part of our um, Thoughty community. And we hope to have you back soon. Thank you for having me. All right, everybody. That is all I have for you this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you check out our Patreon. Subscribe to us here if you want to help financially support the show. Submit a thought tale if you have a thoughty tale from college, post-college, high school, even maybe not high school. But if you have a thought story you'd like to share with us, make sure you go submit that on either our Twitter or Instagram page in the link tree. Follow the thought topic that is thought with a zero on all social media, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Make sure you subscribe, rate, leave a review, share with a friend, send to your grandma, your ex, 
anyone you think is a fellow thought. Um, I love you guys. Thank you so much for the support. Hang in there, y'all. We got this. And I will see y'all next time. Mwah.